Hello, welcome to the City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week. Today, Pastor Francis Calimbera continues with our May theme, Managing Divine Treasure. In today's message, we take into the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4, verse 10, which reads, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You see, God wants us to know that our gifts are not an accident of genetics and experience. He has intentionally given us the gifts we have for the progress and joy of one another's faith. Therefore, we are stewards of the gifts God has entrusted to us, and He has entrusted them to us primarily for the benefit of others. Our lives are not about pursuing our dreams. Our real significance comes from God choosing us in Christ, gifting us, and deploying us in His kingdom for His purposes. So the first part that we need to talk about is we need to know the spiritual gifts. That's when we will be able now to take the second step of stewarding those gifts. It's sad to say that we can be people of God but not be aware of what God has gifted us. But if you look at, 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 at the Bible, you will realize that each and every person, somewhere, somehow, God has gifted them in some way. Amen. There is no one, not even one, out of this old congregation who can say, God has not given me any gift. So these gifts, we must know them. So we need uh, to, to, to look at the Bible. That's where the, the spiritual gifts are indicated. It is in the Bible that shows us the spiritual gifts. And let me also say, as I'm talking about the spiritual gifts, to say that what we see in the, in, in the Bible is, 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 is not uh, conclusive, as in these are the only uh, spiritual gifts that are there. Or these are this list that are there is not exhaustive, so we need to know that uh, what is indicated in the Bible is representative of the many gifts that are there. But one thing we should know is that we need to know these spiritual gifts, and Paul is urging the church to say. I do not want you to be ignorant. One of the problems that God has with the people of God is their ignorance of what he has done for them. Amen. That's why in the, in the Bible here of God saying, my people are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Isn't it? Sometimes it's not the problem with the devil. The problem is us not knowing what God has given us. Amen. The Bible is very clear in, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that God has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. And I believe part of that blessing that God has given us in the spiritual heavenlies is the gifts that he has given us so that we can, through those gifts, uh, uh, do a certain purpose that God has called us. All of us as we are here, there is a certain purpose that God has for you or for me. And in order for me to accomplish that purpose, there, there has to be a certain gifting, a certain equipping that God does in me to enable me to do that. God is not a, a crazy, uh, you know, a general who will send his soldiers without first equipping them to battle. Amen. He looks at the battle that you are going to fight and he says, this, these are the equipments that he wants. Even in, 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 the, in the world that we are living in, we have different countries that have got different uh, 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 armies and, and, and navy and, and, and air force. And they equip their army, they equip their air force, they equip their navy for the battles that they are going to fight. 
And if, if, if earthly kings can do that, how much more is our king? The king of kings and the lord of lords. So he has equipped us for a certain purpose. And the way he has equipped that is through these gifts. So we need to know about these spiritual gifts. So again, as we, we continue to talk about these gifts, then how do we get to know them? Then we have to look at the scriptures that we have read and look at the various types of these gifts that are there. And um, I'll start by talking about the, the, the ministry gifts that are there. And uh, as we look at those ministry or equipping gifts... The ministry and equipping gifts that are there. These are the gifts that are, we are, they are given to the body of Christ for the leaders so that through those, those gifts, uh, the leaders are able to do the work that is there in, in the body uh, of Christ. So um, we, we see that in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, the Bible is saying God, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, when he ascended, he gave gifts. And what are the gifts that he gave? These gifts he gave to the, uh, to, to the prophets, he gave uh, to, uh, of apostles, of evangelists, teacher, or pastor. Others, they, they take that these this spiritual gifts are, are four because they combine teacher, pastor. So they say that it's a fourfold ministry. So calling the apostle, the apostle, the evangelist, the teacher, uh, and say teacher, pastor, that making it four. But uh, for, this, for, for us, let's take it that there are fivefold ministries. And then we have a prophet, and we have a, uh, an apostle, we have an evangelist, a teacher, and a pastor. These are given to the church. Uh, for the, the, we, we have already read in that passage. It says to the edification of the, of the saints. To prepare them for the work of what? Of ministry. So who are going to do the ministry? The ministry is to be done by you. Amen. <laughs> so what is my work as a, as a pastor teacher? For me, my work is to equip you. And Pastor Harlan is there to equip us, isn't it? So when we are equipped, wherever we live, in our homes, in our communities, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to minister there. Each and everyone in this congregation is a minister. Amen. <laughs> We are all ministers, but we are all ministering in different capacities. And where you are ministering, God has given you a gift to enable you to do that ministry. Amen. <laughs> Say, I am gifted. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So these are the, the, the four in the offices that are, that, that are there. And notice uh, the way they, have, they, are, they are put in that passage, it does not mean that uh, the prophet is higher than the pastor, or the apostle is higher than the evangelist, or the evangelist is higher than the teacher, amen? <laughs> because other people, they look at, like, at it that way. So you have a person who is a, who is a pastor, then after some time he says, no, I'm no longer a pastor, now I am an apostle, Amen. <laughs> As if it is a promotion. <laughs> it is just a function in the body of Christ. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm not going to become an apostle. I'm glad being called Pastor Francis. Amen. <laughs> so that, that, that's how it is with these, uh, uh, the, the, the spiritual gifts. So then, the, then uh, uh, part of it also that, that, that you will see after this, you will see that also we have what we call the 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 manifestation gifts the manifestation gifts 
we may not even call them gifts per se. It is the Holy Spirit manifesting through the, the, the believer. And, and let's, let's, let's demystify this because so, sometimes people think that God cannot use them in that way. I believe that wherever there is a need, the Spirit of God can manifest through the believer in order to meet that particular need. Amen? Amen. If there is a need for you to speak in, 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 a, in a certain tongue, and this tongue can happen mostly it's like in a congregation like this, while you are worshiping and praising, then somebody just speaks in, a, in another tongue. Then God may give the same person uh, as, as a, a, an interpretation of that gift, uh, of that tongue. Or else somebody else in the congregation may just, you know, be given that interpretation, interpretation and they do it. I have, I've witnessed that happening. It does happen. Amen. Amen. So it's, it's something that can happen. For example, you are in a situation whereby somebody is so sick and God wants to heal that person. It's possible that the Spirit of God can manifest in you for healing. And that person can be healed miraculously there. So let's all be open to say God can use me in any particular way that he wants. The only difference is that sometimes there are some people who are more often used in that particular way by, by the Spirit of God. Then we, we begin to say, oh, that person has got a gift of healing. Amen. <laughs> but all that is happening is that the Spirit of God manifests through that person for healing. And he can decide to use any other believer. All of us, as we are here, the Spirit of God can use us, Amen. can manifest through us to touch another person. You don't even have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an evangelist or, or a prophet or have a certain title that makes you to be entitled to, for, for the Holy Spirit to use you. And you don't have to be super spiritual for you to be used in that way. And those people God that, that used in that way, it's not that they are super spiritual than others. Amen. But the problem is we, 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 we think, okay, only that person is the person that God can use. So I'm here to encourage us this morning to say all of us, God can use us. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Amen. So that makes us to be humble. We don't have to, to, be, to, 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 to feel proud and say only God can use me. No, it doesn't work that way. So these, these types of gifts are listed there. We have got the message of wisdom, message of knowledge. Faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy. So God can speak through for, for the message of wisdom that, that is speaking something that needs to be known. That may not have been known in any other way, but only by the Spirit of God. So we see those, those kind of, uh, of, of giftings or manifestation of the Holy Spirit happening in that particular way. God can, can, the Spirit of God can manifest it to, to perform miraculous things through a believer. The Spirit of God can manifest it to, to speak a prophecy over a situation. The, the Spirit of God can manifest in a person to show that, to show that person what kind of a spirit is at work in a particular place. That's the distinguishing between spirits. And, and it is very, very important, especially in our time right now, because there's a lot of that is going around that looks like is of God, but may not be of God. There's a lot that looks like good, but may not be good at all. So you need the, 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 this uh, manifestation of the Spirit of God to give you this discernment for you to discern what spirit is, being, is at work in this place. And, and, and the speaking of different tongues and all those interpretations. We are not going to go into 
uh, deeper in them. But as I've already said, uh, we may uh, go through this in, in order to kind of develop them more. So these manifestations of the Spirit uh, are given according to the Spirit's will. When the need arises and according to the believer's eager desire, and we can read that in, in, in uh, chapter 12, verse 31 of, uh, of, of, of the book of, uh, uh, of, of First Corinthians. So it is according to the Spirit's will. So the Spirit may decide that today I'm going to manifest it through this person. Amen? And he will do that. And again, we could never acquire or obtain God's gift by our own efforts or cleverness. So when somebody's, uh, the Spirit of God is using them in that particular way, it's not because they are very clever. Amen? But it's by the will of the Spirit that he has decided, I'm going to use this person. They may even look like, you know, how, in a such a way that when you look at them, I say, how can God use this kind of this person? <laughs> Amen? It is by the will of God. It's not man's cleverness. It's not man's efforts that makes that to happen. And again, no matter how much we desire them, we cannot have gifts other than those God has given us. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Paul says, why, why, why should I boast about these things? Because these things I've only received them. So if I have just received it from God, there's no way I can, I can become a, a person who, who is uh, boastful. I will know that I've received it from God. Therefore, as I have received it from God, I need to be, to be humble. So that's, that's what uh, uh, we, we are looking at this, this beautiful morning. So then again, there is also the other parts of it. Uh, these ones are called the, the motivational gifts. The motivational gifts are the ones that we read in, in chapter 12. Sorry, there's a mix-up a bit of the slides, but uh, we'll get there. And um, these are given by God the Father. Notice in, 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 in the manifestation of the manifestation of gifts, those ones, uh, they are attributed to the Holy Spirit. But when we are, we are talking about the, the motivational gifts that are in Romans chapter 12, those ones are, the Bible says, are given to us by God the Father. And you will notice that the equipping uh, gifts or the ministry gifts, the Bible says it's Jesus Christ who gave them. Amen. So there are these, these, these distinctions that you, 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 you should notice there. So I've said that the, the, the equipping gifts, the Bible attribute them to Jesus Christ, and the manifestation of gifts, they attributed to the Holy Spirit, but the motivational gifts, they are attributed to have been given by God the Father. So these gifts portray or characterize our basic motivations. That is how we perceive and understand and approach life uh, and ministry. And these basic characteristics are built into our personalities and placed there by our creator. Uh, with what has happened, I have seen that at work. Uh, with, with the, we have lost our, our sister, uh, Olive, and um, I saw the gift of mercy in operation. <laughs> Amen. There are those, uh, there are some people, all of us, we have mercy, but there are those that are gifted with the gift of mercy. Amen. For some of you, when you heard, oh, there's some, uh, Oliver has died, you just said, ah, oh, okay, what should we do? But for those that with the gift of mercy, they, they rose up and they started doing something. Amen? 
They were busy running around. They actually went to the place and they looked at the needs. What can we do? Amen. We thank God for these kinds of gifts. These are people that, 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 that want to minister to a need in a practical way. When we look at them, we may not look at them as if they are very anointed. But the work that they do is awesome. Amen. Amen. We need these people with the gift of mercy. So some of the people that are there in this church, they are motivated to do acts of mercy. God has just made them in that way. That every time they see a need, they don't ask questions of uh, how much money could do, does it need, and all that, all that thing. What, what should we do? They know exactly what, what they, they, they can do. And at a particular moment, when, when that need you know, came about last night, there was also another, another motivational gift at work. There were those who, who, who thought, okay, how much does it cost? What, does, what, what is needed to provide for the needs at that funeral? So these people are people that God has gifted them with the, the gift of giving. They are givers. Every time there is a need, they have no problem, you know, dipping their hands into their pocket and, and paying for that. So these people, they started looking at it. How much does it cost to buy a, a, a coffin? How much does it cost to, to provide for food at that funeral? And I can tell you by now, they have already contributed something. <laughs> I know that. Amen. <laughs> You see how important it is. And um, so these are, the, these are the kind of gifts. Then pro- probably there will be somebody who has got a gift of leadership there. And he will come in and say, what is the program there? How are you going to do it? Do you have everything in place? Who is doing this? Who is doing that? You know, that a, that's a person that God has gifted them with the gift of, of leading. They will lead into situations. Every time when a situation arises, they have, a, they have a solution. What needs to be done in that particular situation? They will just arise in the, on, when the occasion arises, and they will have something to do. You see how important these motivational gifts are. What will an evangelist or somebody with a, a word of prophecy say that? They will tell you, I knew that it was going to happen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. They, somewhere, somehow they perceived it, that it was going to happen. And they will tell you, I had a dream last night when, that, that this was going to happen. Amen. Amen. Do you see how, how it works? So, but we will, have, we will have a good time going through these motivational gifts later on when we will have to develop them further. For the sake of time, we will not be able to go through, through them that, that much. So let's stop there and, and continue. What are the important principles about spiritual gifts? All believers in Jesus have been given spiritual gifts. Amen. <laughs> so you, as you are seated there, there is a spiritual gift that God has gifted you, whether it's in the, in the area of the motivational gifts, or some of you are, you have been called to be, to be pastors, some of you have been called to be evangelists, some of you have been called to, the, to, to, the, to, to function as prophets, but some of you have been gifted with, with, with giving, some of you have been gifted with serving, I, I know somebody even in this congregation, every time, at, whenever it's, it's in the morning, he comes here, and it does all sorts of work to organize, you know, how are the seats, how the seats are, are they dirty? If they are dirty, you will organize to have, you know, uh, 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 something to wipe the, the, the chairs so that they are, they are nice. 
You know, those people, you don't, you, you, you don't recognize them. But they are doing a huge service to the body of Christ. And they do it without complaining. But some people who are not motivated that way, whenever they do such a thing, they are complaining. I was the only one who was doing it. Say, come on. <laughs> Amen. You see how it happens. So, then, when, when you see uh, the, that the, the believers, will, uh, these gifts will be used in three general areas of ministry. You see, we have a ministry to the Lord. And then we have a ministry to the body of Christ. All of us that are here, we are supposed to minister to, to one another. Like here, I'm, 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 I'm functioning as, 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 as teaching now. And as I'm doing this, what am I doing? I'm ministering to you. Amen? That's to the, to the body of Christ. But there is also ministry to the world. You know, we are supposed to also, after we go out of here, we, we engage the world. Actually, that's where we, we spend most of our time there. We just come here to change one hour, two hours, or whatever hours they are there. But most of the time, where do we stay? We are there in the world. We are there in our offices. We are supposed to be ministering to our work colleagues there. You know? We are, how can we minister to them? Sometimes all you need is just to pray for them. We minister to them by the way we behave in that, in, in that office. They see, okay, this is a Christian. Then they, they, they check you out. How does he behave? You know, how does he speak? Then they know, okay, they, this is a man of God. This is a woman of God. And sometimes they begin to call your names. Abusa, amen. <laughs> but this man is not, but by the way they live, people are able to see. So we minister to the world. We can evangelize uh, uh, to, to the world. To bring them into the kingdom of God. So, these spiritual gifts have been given to all believers in Jesus Christ. And for the reason that they should use those gifts to minister unto the Lord. But also to minister to one another in the body of Christ. To edify the body. These spiritual gifts are not there so that I can shine to others and say, oh, I'm more gifted. No, it's not like that. Amen. <laughs> if you understand that, you understand that it is given for you to minister to others. No, no, it's for you to benefit others, not just for yourself. Look at Jesus Christ. He's a good example of somebody who was ministering through the gifts of the Spirit and, and meeting the needs of the people. One thing you'll notice about Jesus Christ, there's never even one time that, that you, he will do anything for, just for himself. It was always to meet a certain need. And when the, when, when the situation arose that he was supposed to do something for himself, he refused. Remember he was on the cross and people were saying, come down from the cross. You healed the sick, you raised the dead. Why can't you come out from, the grave, from, from that cross? But he did not do that. Because he understood that I'm gifted to benefit others. Amen. Now, again, as we continue to look at the, the principles that govern uh, uh, the spiritual gifts, the other thing is more prominent does not mean more important. Okay, just because I'm here in front of you and you're seated there, that doesn't mean that I have the more important gift. Amen. I'm only functioning in the area that God has given me. And I'll be accountable for what I'm doing here. If I'm teaching things that are not supposed to be taught, I'll be held accountable by him. Because at the end of the day, we all give account to God as how did we use the gifts that God gave us. You remember the story of the, of the talents? That God, uh, uh, there's a man who gave the talents, 
Then at the end, he came to account for, how did you use the talents that I gave you? I believe it's the same with the gifts. That day, a day is coming, a day of reckoning. You know, when we talk about the rewards that will be given, part of it will be, how did we use the gift that, you know, we, we, we are given? So, just because somebody is more prominent, it doesn't mean that they are more important than the others. I already told you about a man who comes here just to clean up the church, make sure that things are in place, make sure that, you know, the, 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 the projectors are open and everything, everything is at work. Make sure the toilets are clean. Amen? So that when you go there, you find the toilets are clean. That person is, is just as important as I standing here to minister this word. If you go to the toilet and find those toilets are dirty, it will not be a comfortable thing for you. If you come into this church, you find that it is so dusty. This, the things are not you know, cleaned up and all that. What would you say? That's a very bad place to go. Amen? So everyone is doing something. As I am, I'm, I'm standing here, there have been pre people during the week who have been praying for me. Some people today, when they woke up, they were praying for me so that I can do this. And I need them as much as they need me. So that, this shows that, you know, uh, these gifts, are, we, we, are, we are to be interdependent on one another. So the, the, all the gifts of the Spirit are necessary for a healthy church. So if you are not functioning in your area of gifting, you are causing this body of Christ to be, to be sick in one way, or to be an, uh, uh, malnourished in, in a certain way. So you are supposed to be exercising your gift. Don't sit down on, don't sit on your gift, amen? Tell your neighbor, don't sit on your gift. <laughs> Come on, tell them, exercise your gift. <laughs> Steer up that gift that is in you, amen? We are waiting to be edified by your gift. We are waiting to, to, to be benefited from your gift. Hallelujah. There is something in you that you can do that can benefit me, can benefit the person seated next to you. So Christian greatness is not measured in the number of gifts one has, but by the humble and faithful use of the gifts for others. I am going to be held accountable for what I've been given, how I've used it. You are also going to be held accountable for the gift that God has, has given you. So how I have performed and function with the giftings that God has given me is what God will hold me accountable and say he was faithful or he was not faithful. Amen. So to God, it's not how prominent I am. It's not how many TV stations I'm appearing. Okay. It is, it is not how many people are hearing my message. It is about how faithful am I to the gifts that God has given me. So that's the thing with all of us here. So again, uh, as we look at, at that, we also must always remember that we are one body in Christ. That's a very, very important concept that sometimes we, 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 we lose fact of it. And then you, you, you begin to see that in the body of Christ, sometimes there is a, a competitive spirit at work. People trying to compete with one another. I'm not here comp competing with Pastor Harlan. But I'm here to compliment Pastor Harlan. Amen. Amen. The, the brothers, the sisters that are there, they are there to compliment you. Because that person that is you are sitting next to you, they are part of your body. Yes. So how can I compete with somebody who is part of my, my body? <laughs> Amen. That's madness, isn't it? 
So we need we need we need to to understand these things. So there is no competition, but there is uh, complementing one another. That's the, the the important fact about about these things. So again, uh, we we are therefore mutually interdependent. There are some things that I can do that others cannot do. There are some things other people can do that I cannot. So when those people are contributing with what I cannot do, I get complimented on what I do. Amen. That's, that's the, 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 the important part of it. I like uh, the way Paul and Barnabas, they worked together. That's a very good example of complementary leadership. These are two people that are working together. Remember, when, when Paul had been saved, he was a man who was despised in the church. He was not accepted at first. People were like, who is this guy? This is a guy who was persecuting us. And they doubted his conversion. But there came a man called Barnabas, and he was able to vouch for him and say, this guy, I know him. He has really experienced the, the conversion. And this man, God is using him. And by doing that, he became acceptable in, 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 the, in the eyes of the church. And again, he started working with him. When, when Paul was somewhere else, the Bible records that Barnabas went to look for Paul and brought him to, to the church in Antioch. And he gave them the platform to start ministering there. Isn't it? Complimentary leadership. And as they are, they are working together, there was a lot of things that happened in that congregation. In fact, that was the church that spearheaded the preaching of the gospel that you and I have accepted now. Yeah. Hallelujah. This, it was not the church in Jerusalem that sent the first missionaries to the Gentiles. It was the church at Antioch that first grasped the vision of the church that Paul, given, uh, Paul had, Jesus had given, that when you receive power, you shall go to J Jerusalem, then you go to Judea, then to the rest of the world. These are the people who said, yes, let's go, go for it. And it happened because Paul and Barnabas were able to complement one another. And the Bible says it was at that church that they were first called Christians at Antioch. That's the power of their complementary uh, leadership that was there. That they were able to, 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 to teach and transform that place and the people there. That when people saw them, they were saying, these people have been with Jesus Christ. And what happened then? We see that, you know, Paul and Barnabas, they began to go now to the, to the, to the mission field. And if you read the, 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 the gospel there, you'll find that at first, the Bible says, so and Barnabas. Amen? So was like, uh, actually says Barnabas and so. So Barnabas was the one who was more prominent. He was the one who was like more like the leader. But later on, the narrative changes. It's now Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas. But Barnabas was like, looking at it, was like, okay, fine. I see God is going to use this man more than me. So let me step aside and let this man shine. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And as, as a result of it, the church is, is more, has benefited for that kind of arrangement. We need people who have the heart like Barnabas. We will say, let others shine for the sake of, of Jesus. Let me step behind and let this man shine. Or, or, uh, and when he's shining, I'm shining. When he's doing well, I'm also doing well. Yeah. When God is using him, I'm also a part of it. And celebrate with, with them. Amen. Amen. Not have a, a jealous heart. Oh, why is God using this man? No, that's not how it is. So, we are one body. And the differences within the body enrich all other members. As each member accepts the full expression of each gift God has given to, to the body of Christ. So, 
in the interest of time, we have run out of time. I must conclude there. But, but we will continue, okay? This is to be continued. I should have had a slide that says to be continued. <laughs> Let's all rise up and pray. Say, I am gifted. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I am gifted. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is something that God wants you to do. And as I'm speaking here now, you are, you are recognizing your place in the body of Christ. As I'm speaking now, God is going to steer your spiritual gift that is in you. I remember several years back, as I was in the church, uh, Glenn was teaching, I think, about the spiritual gifts. Then he called people up to say, I want to pray for you, for the gift that God has given you. And I remember going in front. And I remember Sister Angela was the one who was praying for me. <laughs> Here I am today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Let's just raise up our hands in the air. Father God, thank you that there is no one in this church that is truly a child of God that you have not gifted. We pray this morning, O oh God, that what you have gifted in, in us will begin, O oh God, to understand we pray for understanding of how we can use what you have gifted us with in order, Lord, to edify this great body of Christ. Father, we pray against the spirit of timidity, against the spirit of false humility, but may we have a correct estimate of who we are. May we have a correct view of who we are in, in, in your sight and in the sight of many. Father God, we thank you for such a gifted body of Christ. We thank you for the various gifts that are here represented in this place. And we are praying, Holy Spirit, fire up each and every one of us here to begin to function in a robust and rigorous way. through those gifts to edify the body of Christ but also to, the, to minister to the needs of the world but also Father to minister unto you thank you Father for, for the gifts that are there and all the saints of God say Amen, amen. praise the Lord thank you may the love of the Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of us as we go out there functioning in our area of gifting to the glory of our God Jesus to our Lord Jesus in Jesus name we pray Amen That was Pastor Francis Calambero with the City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week titled Stewarding Spiritual Gifts Remember, you are on assignment from God and there's no higher calling for you than to be who you are. And God will reward you beyond any human understanding if you faithfully steward your gifts for others. Thanks again for listening. You can find more free resources like this one on our website, citypentecostal.church.